Hi, this is Carleon. And this is Logan. And together we're the SoCal Section 2 Hyphen Directors. Thank you for listening to our Hyphen Podcast as we relive the amazing time we had at Hyphen Conference 2019. Here is a message of our first night by our special guest, Landon Gore. It's time to steal from the stealer. Every single person is here by divine design. I just don't believe anybody happened to be here. I don't, I don't think anybody's propped on a Pentecostal pew tonight or tomorrow. I, I believe everybody has been selected and, and divinely orchestrated to be here. I believe that. And so tonight, I just believe, I believe the Lord's going to speak to everybody. John 10 and 10. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but I am come that they might have life I am come that they they everybody not just a somebody not just an anybody I have come that everybody could get life and get it more abundantly I turn your attention to one more passage Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27 says neither give place to the devil let him that stole past tense steal present tense no more future tense so tonight I have the mic and I'm here to make a declaration to you and I'm here to make a declaration on behalf of you It's time to steal from the stealer. I feel like saying it one more time. It's time on a Friday night in SoCal to steal from the stealer. One more time, would you lift up your hands and would you lift up your voice? Would you join your authority with my authority? God, I bind everything human and hellish that would oppose what you're getting ready to do. I lose the best gifts to be in operation. I lose miracles, signs, and wonders to happen in this room to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in the name that is above every name. Would you say it in the name of Jesus? Would you shout it in the name of Jesus? Now, if you really believe in the power of the prayer you just prayed, I want you to clap your hands like heaven heard it and hell did too. God bless you and you may be seated. I've realized that there is a pattern of progression to the adversary. Scripture notifies us on a Friday night that we are dealing with a stealer. We are dealing with a burglar or we are dealing with a thief. The Bible says that he comes to steal. And I have watched and I've observed and I've surveyed as young man after young man and young lady after young lady allows hell to come into their mind.
allows hell to come into their future allows hell to come into their giftings and their calling and their spiritual walk with God and steal something here and steal something there. But there is a pattern of progression to the adversary because if you let him come and steal, he's coming back to kill. And if you let him come kill, he's coming back to destroy. There is a pattern of progression to our adversary. But there is also a purpose that is on the life of every single person in this house. And I've come to reveal that purpose to you. The devil has to take a step and steal. He has to take another step and kill. He has to take another step and destroy. But God did not allow you to have to take steps. He declared, if you have my purpose and you have my anointing, you were born to destroy the works of the devil. She was a young girl with a dream just like every other young girl, to be a mother one day, to hold and love and caress a, a child of her own. She would carry around the doll, dragging it around. It was her, it was her baby. It, it belonged to her. She loved it. She rocked it. She hugged it. She fed it. It went everywhere with her. But all of a sudden, that girl became a young woman, and, and she held in her arms a living, breathing Blessing, a living, breathing dream, a, a, a living, breathing baby. It was no longer a doll, but now it stared back at her. It cooed and it laughed back at her. It, it, it loved her as she loved it. The story was not perfect and the scenario was far from what you might want or desire, but she held in her arms a living, breathing child. Bible tells us that she wakes up in the middle of the night to feed this living, breathing child, to feed this living, breathing dream, to feed this living, dream, living, breathing promise. Something horrific has happened. Something tragic has taken place. She wakes up in the middle of the night to her horror to find that the child that she holds in her arms is lifeless. The dream is dead. The promise has no breath. She's looking at a dead baby. She lays mourning, unable to move, unable to decide what to do next, frozen in the fear as she holds what she has dreamed about, prayed about, believed for in her arms, not dying but already dead. All of a sudden, something begins to happen. Morning begins to come. Dawn begins to break. And with every beam of sunshine comes a ray of revelation. As she begins to look at the eyes of that child, she begins to survey the, the, the eyebrows. She, she, begins to, she begins to look at the fingers. And she begins to look at the toes. And all of a sudden, revelation is coming to this mother. All of a sudden, moment by moment, ray by ray, 
Something's starting to be recognized and she, she's, she's, she's realizing some, something's taking place, something's happening until all of a sudden the final revelation comes and she wakes up in a fury and she screams, my baby is not dead. It's only stolen. And I've come to preach to a hyphen tonight. What hell would convince you instead is not dead. I've come to remind a young man. I've come to remind a young lady. The ministry is not dead. The calling is not dead. The future is not dead. It's only stolen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's only stolen. Tell your other neighbor it's only stolen. All of a sudden she begins to wake up and she begins to gather her things and she begins to make her way to where everybody goes when something has been stolen from them. She begins to make her way to a higher authority. She begins to make her way to the throne room. She begins to make her way to the king. She passes by all the guards. She goes beyond all security. She does not have, she does not have the requirements. She, 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 she does not have the clearance. But when something's been stolen from you, you're dangerous. You don't mind your manners. You don't follow protocol or routine. You're not looking to see another hyphen. You're looking for a higher authority. Where's he at tonight? I've come looking for the king of kings. I've come looking for the Lord of lords. I've got to get to the throne room. We're going somewhere tonight. We're going through the throne room. She makes her way into the throne room and she's holding a dead child and guess what happens? The stealer comes behind her, holding her child full of life. Because the adversary does not mind coming to hyphen conference with you. The stealer does not mind sitting by you. The stealer does not mind checking in on Eventbrite with you. And now you come to the house of God and you've come to make a declaration to the king. But you're holding something dead. And hell's holding something full of life. But I've come to remind you, just because hell is holding it, doesn't mean hell will always have it. Because what can be covered up in your house will be exposed in this house. What can be done under dark in your house is always gonna come to light. Come on, I'm telling somebody, uh, you're before the king tonight. Everything that hell has stole from you, uh, everything that the stealer has snatched from you. is about to be exposed. 
And there's a problem. She looks at the king and says, I know I'm holding a weight. And I know I'm holding a burden. But that's my child. That's my baby. That's my promise. That's my dream. You see, some of you are confused right now because all you feel is a weight. And you're saying, I, 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 I thought I had a calling and all I feel is a weight. I thought I had an anointing and all I feel is a weight. I thought God was giving me fresh destiny and purpose, but all I feel is a weight. But a mother will carry a weight for nine months and we don't call it a burden. We call it a baby. And I've come to remind you, if you're feeling a weight, that's not your baby. Because the baby is never a burden. This condemnation is not my calling. This fear is not my calling. I want the baby back. I want the baby back. Because the baby is not a burden. The baby is mine. Lift up your hands for just a moment. Lift up your voice and tell God, I want the baby back. Hear me tonight, hear me tonight, we're going somewhere. It's not the will of God for us to gain authority in this moment. It's the will of God for us to get authority from this moment. But now mama is in the throne room and she's holding a baby that's not hers and she's looking at a stealer that has her child and she looks at the king. She says, you gotta believe me, that's mine. You see, you got to notice what the Bible says. The Bible says that one mother woke up to feed their child. The other one woke up and suffocated their child. Every single one of our homes has a spirit. So I ask you tonight, is that spirit sustaining your future or suffocating your future? There's some things I can't watch on Netflix because it does not sustain my calling. It suffocates it. There's some friends I don't have coffee with because they don't sustain my anointing. They suck. There's some place that I don't go listen to their preacher and I don't worship with because it suffocates my destiny. It does not. Some people I don't follow on IG. Because every time I look at their posts, they suffocate my purity. They don't sustain my purity. They suffocate my mind. They don't sustain my mind. There's some ideas I don't entertain. Because it's suffocating, it's not sustaining. You, you want to know what kind of friend that is? The Bible says that one mother woke up beside her child. The other mo mother woke up on top of her child. 
when your friends are talking, are they beside your pastor or are they on top of your pastor? When your friends are talking, are they beside the revival or are they on top of the revival? It's not that big. It's not that. Are you on top of your, are you on top of your leader suppressing him or are you beside him sustain? Come on preacher. Come on pastor. Come on youth leader. I'm beside you. I'm be God, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. But I can't. I had too much Nutella today. And the king says, why don't we divide the child? And one mama gets silent. And the, mo another, the other mother starts screaming. It's always interesting when the spirit of division comes in. It's always interesting to see who's shouting and who's silent. I, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I go all throughout the U.S. and Canada and overseas. If you don't know what overseas means, that just means places without Chick-fil-A. So I go to God for second places without Chick-fil-A, and everywhere I step my foot, I claim Chick-fil-A in the name of Jesus. You think I'm kidding. Toronto is opening their first Chick-fil-A. I went through that airport on a layover and I said, Chick-fil-A in the name of Jesus. But you see, I get real worried about when I'm screaming about revival and some people are silent. I get real worried when I'm screaming about miracles and some people are silent. I, I get real worried when I tell people, you're a royal priesthood and they're silent. I get real worried when I'm screaming about holiness and some people, you're not just defined by what you say, you're defined by what you don't. I'm gonna give my amen. I'm gonna give my shout. I'm gonna give... Because that's my baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. I'm off my notes. You want to see my notes? This is my notes. But there's a problem. When there's division and you get quiet. There's a problem when, 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 when your pastor's prophesying and preaching revival and you get silent. Because I don't need first discernment in my batteries to know. If I'm talking about revival and you ain't shouting about it because you didn't give birth to it. It's those that are praying that are shouting. It's those that are fasting that are shouting. It's those that are giving up. Lukewarm friends that are shouting. It's those that are deleting the media that does not please God that are shouting. This is my baby. This is my calling. This is my anointing. It's not a burden. It's a baby. And it belongs. This is my church. This is my generation. This is my revival. You can say, oh my, or you can say, oh yes. 
Oh my. Notice what the Steeler does. I've uh, I thought about it long and hard. Let's go ahead and divide it. Now, goodness, I got the Home Depot mantle. Did you cut this from his shirt? Stand up, man, stand up. Turn around, turn around. All right, I'm making sure there's not a hole in your shirt. Man, I love you, but I ain't putting your armpit on my face. <laughs> Nelson, where was I at? So the Steeler always says, hey, 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 I thought about it. Let's divide it. Let's separate it. You could have a little spirituality on Sunday and you can have carnality on Monday. You can watch bot messages on Saturday and you can go watch porn on Tuesday. You can look all nice and holy and worship God with your lips in service. But then you can go change and you can worship me, myself, and I with your life throughout the week. I'm just going to be real tonight. Some of us are oneness in our doctrine, but we're Trinitarian in our devotion. Your Bible says you better love that one God. He didn't just say there's one God. He said you better love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Come on, we got to love him with everything. We've got to love him with everything. We've got to love him with everything. Tell your neighbor, God requires oneness of devotion. We got to love him with our whole self, with my full self, with my one self. But one mother says, no, divide it, divide it, divide it. I thought about it, divide it, divide it, divide it, divide it. But the real mother knows. Half dedication is no different than dead dedication. And half prayer is no different than no prayer. And half worship is no different than no worship. And half a baby is no different than a dead baby. Half a calling is no different than a dead calling. Half, I want it all. 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 The Bible says a soldier comes out with a sword to divide it. And the real mama shouts. And the stealer stays silent. Because the only way your future is going to live is if you open up your mouth. The only way your calling is going to still have life is if you open up your mouth. The only way that your anointing is still going to flow and have life, you got to open up your mouth. And you know what mama said? She said something that the stealer never says. Go back and look. She says, oh, Lord. Have you ever said that? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Have you ever said that? Oh, I've been on my face. 
busting up my nose, saying, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. But can I remind you that you have language that the adversary does not have? There's some prayers you can pray that he can. There's a dance that you can dance that he can. There's a shout that you can, oh, Lord, help me. He can't say that. Oh, Lord, forgive me. He can't say that. Oh, Lord, I want it back. He can not say that. You ought to open up your mouth and you ought to use a language that the devil cannot use. But this is where I'm gonna preach to you. The Bible says she gets the baby back. She gets the baby back. I said she gets the baby back. Come on, I don't care the fingerprints of hell that are on your prayer, you can get it back. I don't care the grip of Satan that's on that prodigal, you can get it back. I don't care. You can get it back. I said, you can get it back. I said, you can get it back. And you're going to get it back. But this is where you got to hear me. You got to stay with me. The Bible says now they're walking back home. And now the mother has to walk with the stealer. She's holding her baby with her hands, but she's looking at the stealer with her eyes. She's gotta go back home. I wanna know the untold story. I wanna know what happens next. I wanna know what transpires. She's looking back into life. She's looking back into her dreams. She's looking back into her calling. She's looking back into her prayer. She's looking back into her blessing. And now she's gotta go back home. And it's not just a stealer. She stole her child. She tried to kill her child. She even tried to destroy her child. And now she's walking back with the stealer, the killer, and the destroyer. So I want to ask you what you think happens next. I don't think they walk into the house and they get up the next morning and have Wheaties together. I don't, I don't think they put on their slippers and, and, and sip Starbucks and look at their verse a day and high five each other and say, hey, did you get the same verse I got? I got it too. Jeremiah, I think there was fire in her eyes. I think there was adrenaline pumping through her veins. I think she slammed the door. She put the baby in a room and she locked it. And she said, something's about to leave and it's not gonna be me. Something's about to go and it's not gonna be my future. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You're not welcome here anymore. My miracle and the stealer can't live in the same house. My baby and you can't live in the same place. You stole from me in the past, but you're not going to steal any more.
You're getting out! Can I just feel, can I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost? What good if you rebuke the devil in here, but you don't replace him there? The Lord spoke to me and said, it's, it's about time to stop rebuking, to start replacing. Because I never meant for the authority that I gave you to stay in this moment. It begins in this moment. It does not end in this moment. God's not just giving you authority in this moment. Brother Frankie, he wants to give us authority from this moment. All of a sudden, the, 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 the baby's not a baby anymore. The baby's a young girl. Baby don't want to sleep in mama's bed anymore. That little girl wants her own room. So mom moves her into the other room. Hey, mom. Why is there a rip in the rug? Hey, Mom. Why is the window shattered? Hey, Mom. I moved your picture and I put mine up. And there's a hole in the wall. Mom. What's all these marks? Mama said, Baby, let me tell you a story. They're not marks. They're evidence. Baby, there was a stealer that used to live in this house. Baby, the stealer was coming after you. Baby, the stealer didn't love you. Baby, the stealer wasn't for... This is where I wrestled with that spirit. This is where I got bumped into the wall. This is where I broke the window because the stealer could not live in this house anymore. Mama, don't fix the window. Mama, don't fix the rug. Mama, leave the hole in the wall. I want to know when your future grows up, is it going to see the evidence that you fought for it? I want to know when your calling grows up, if it's going to see the evidence that you valued calling over carnality. You valued... Mama, I love that rip in the rug. Tell me the story again. Mama, I, lo I love that duct tape on the window. Tell me the story again. Mama, I love that hole in the wall. Why, baby? It's the evidence that you loved me. And I'm prophesying in the Holy Ghost. Something's already been happening in this room. But God wants to know what's going to happen when you get back to your room. Come on, I don't want to just see snot in the altar. I want to see scratches in your room. I don't want to just see evidence of somebody weeping up here. 
I want to see an evidence of a war in there when you said, I want my future, I want my baby, I want my revival, I want... Come on, I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to make a declaration. I'm getting ready to replace some things. Come on, lift up your voice for just a moment. 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 Hear me, hear me. God, don't limit what God's about to do in this room. But what God's about to do in a few minutes is dependent upon what we do in this moment. What good is it to go to the enemy's camp and to steal back what belongs to us? if we're still camping with the enemy? What good is it to get delivered of pride when we go back to a house of pride? What good is it to get delivered from lust when we're going back home and clicking on it? What, what, what good is it to get delivered from discord when we're going back home and still texting it? We're going to do our rebuking. But Sister Victoria, we're going to do our replacing. Jesus is on his way to his house. Jesus walks into his house. And now there's no more altars. There's programs. There's no more sincerity. There's suspicion. Nobody's praying for each other. They're cheating on another. Nobody's giving to one another. They're stealing from one another. And the Bible says, he looks around. He said, this is a house of prayer. But you've turned it into a den of. And in one of the greatest displays of emotion in Scripture, Jesus doesn't walk in with compassion, Jesus does not walk in with kindness. He walks in with anger and he says, this is a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. And Jesus walks in on the thieves and he stops them from what they are doing. But he doesn't just stop what they are doing in the moment. He removes the ability 
for them to come back and have a place. This is not a house where you sit and devour. This is a house where you kneel in power and authority and in And I want you to notice what happens. I want you to go to Matthew. I want you to go to the verses in Matthew. I want you to see what happens. You gotta see, you gotta see what happens. Because I feel this is a prophetic declaration of what is about to happen in this house. The Bible says Jesus goes to the temple and he drives out those that have bought and sold and he overturns the table. Next verse and over, overturns the seats. He stops them in what they're doing and he stops them from being able to come back. Verse 13. He said, it's already written. My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. Next verse. Then came the blind. Then came the lame. And he healed them. Next verse. When they saw what was happening, and the children crying, Something's about to happen. Because when you step in and you displace and replace the stealer, the lame are coming and the children are coming. Miracles are coming, future is coming. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless and don't forget to be a hyphen.